Kevin Barnett, Salima Rockwell, it is time for your week two AU Off the Court podcast preview. We're ready for some volleyball action. Can't wait. Let's go. Yeah, so four new teams, captained by Betania De La Cruz, Jordan Larson, and Karsta Lowe, as well as Leah Edmond. So an interesting set of experience here. You have three Olympians and Leah Edmond. <laughs> Well, Leah obviously knew what she was doing and knew how to get it done last weekend. She was unbelievable. Has Leah had the best start to AU relative to her experience? Ah. You think about everyone with their experience level. Yeah, I would say that's that's fair. That's a very fair statement. I mean, she's she's stood out every match. Like that's that's the thing about her. Like some have stood out sometimes here and there, but I think Leah really has. I, I don't know, shown us that she's how she can play at that level. There were flashes and moments for some people, but it was more like sustained burn Yeah. for Leah Edmond. Yeah. Yeah, so she ends up captain of the team that will wear blue. It, it, it's supposed to be Team Edmond, Team Lowe, Team Larson, Team Delacruz, not Team Purple, Team Blue. So we'll endeavor to get better at that for yes, you. we're going to work on that. And check that out. All right, let, let's, start with, let's start with Team Larson, okay. number one seed. Tommy Miyashiro will be helping out the Olympian in 2012. Interesting draft from Team Larson. First pick? You know, I was thinking Willow about Johnson. this more, yeah. right? Because I was looking at it early from the beginning, yes. Took the opposite position. Yes, opposite position, Willow Johnson, who, who can absolutely unload on the ball. She's really, really good in every position. I just think, based on what we saw last weekend, it looked like an interesting pick. But... Overall body of work, what she did in the preseason, everything we've seen from her. I kind of, I get it. You know, Jordan wants someone else that can score on the other side of the court, and that's, that's Willow. She can score. Two other opposites were already off the board. That's part of it, too. Because Lowe is a captain, and Wanabu was the number one overall draft pick going to Team De La Cruz. Why your opposite first? Figure you have the outside. What what's the value proposition there? Well, the value is there's always an available hitter. They're staying in. They're staying in the back row as well. You can use them offensively in different positions. But the opposite position is a, a high scoring point scoring position. You know, internationally it's a big position where um, teams count on their opposites really to score at a high high clip. So super important. All right. I like it. I don't want to dive too far into it because we had our draft review and maybe we should have covered some of this, but Sheridan Atkinson was the next opposite taken and that was in round six. So you could have, I don't know, would someone else have picked up Willow? That's the question because you had only one team remaining, Team Edmund, that needed an opposite. In any case, went opposite setter. So Team Larson looks pretty strong. Lindsay Stalzer, whose passing numbers were pretty good. She saw a lot of serves, but her passing numbers were pretty good. This team is looking solid. Yeah, and you, in the middle. Yeah, I like it. I mean, you combine Stalzer with her hitting numbers, her kills. You know, you look where people rank and the combination of passing. Um, I do like that Samantha Seliger-Swenson can run a fast offense. I know she sets Willow well. She sets Jordan well. She's played with Taylor Morgan. Uh, Leona Sebeldin is similar in that speed and uh, explosiveness. So that, that combination is really good. All right, I'm looking through the week schedule, and I, we have varying game times coming up, very late on Monday. 
And so I was looking who has the best schedule, who has the worst schedule. I think Team Low has the best schedule. Plays at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and 7.30. These are Eastern times, I think I wrote down, but it's so it's 5, 5, and 6.30 local time, right? That's pretty good timing in terms of your day. You get up, you have a little certain pass, you can get your nap in, you can get to your game and get going. Worst schedule, I thought, was Team De La Cruz. They play at 5 p.m. local, 8 p.m. local, 9 p.m. local, mm-hmm. and those 8 and 9. Eight, 8 is doable. 9 gets really wonky as a player, and I wonder how that's going to affect that team because you're you're up for a long time before you get a chance to play. Yeah, and, and structuring your day differently every day throughout the weekend right. is interesting, right? right. So it's Difficult. like, how am I going to plan this out? How am I going to rest and recover? It changes day to day. I would agree with that. Does Kristen Tupac continue to get a ton of serves? She saw the most receptions, uh, 86 in the previous weekend. Do people continue to work on Tupac? Well, you got to look at kind of the overall body and who she's passing with and going to be next to. I mean, the good thing, she's on Jordan Larson's team, right? So Jordan Larson's going to take up a lot of court, so they might try to try to get it and get the ball on her. I, I think they still will, but she was she handled it all right. She only had one error over the course of the right. Great point. The weekend, um, you know, what she was doing, overall passing, perfect pass. We're kind of taking some looks at that. Um, I'm trying to find it in my notes here. I know I did the math on it. I, I think I scribbled it on the back of a piece of paper. But <laughs> There's so many pieces of paper floating around here. So much information. But I think if you're going away from Jordan Larson and you have to really get the ball on somebody else, uh, you're looking at Stalzer or Tupac, that half of the court, they're going to be able to handle it well. Yeah, I was breaking down the points. And the interesting thing was out of the players who saw the most serves, it was Tupac, Stalzer, and Edmund. Tupac's perfect pass percentage was lower than Stalzer's, significantly lower. Edmund was the same as Tupac. So make of that what you will. Right. It'll be interesting to see that Tupac and Salzer will be passing next to one another for Team Larson. So a lot of work to be done there. You'd like to be able to get the ball into the middle. You're dealing with Taylor Morgan in the middle. And who's our other middle on there? Liana the Sabeldin. Sabeldin, mm-hmm. yeah. So you'd love to be able to utilize those two. Right. Those are two basically in front middles, right? So you, you maybe you needed a strong right side, or once you had a strong right side, then you didn't have to run that back slide all the time. Right, right. No, exactly. And, and again, I've seen, you know, I know Taylor Morgan can run it. I know I've seen her do that with her setter, but mostly in front is what you're seeing with both of those guys. So, yeah, having Willow Johnson there and Alex Holston, maybe you see a dub sub, you yeah. know, so you see something like that with a lot of, Offensive power from, from the opposite position as well. I wonder with Team Edmund along those same lines, you have Taylor Sambothi in the middle and you have Molly McCage in the middle, both of whom are backslide middles. Yes. So what are you going to do in the 6-2? And in the 5-1, you have Sheridan Atkinson on the right. Can you run Sheridan Atkinson? Can she run a C? Can she run right. a pipe? Uh, because you have Ari Cruz, who's probably, Ari is probably not going to run a ton of pipe, but right. Leah, Leah did. So... How do you structure that? Where do you put Leah? Where do you put Sheridan in relation to, to the middle blockers? Right. Where do you flip-flop your middle blockers? Right. Who's that, better in front? That'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I, would say, I would say Molly might be better in front, but okay. she's, you know, she's really, really good behind. I mean, she would be my M1. She know? was crushing the slide. That's the problem. She That's was so problem. good on the slide. Yes. I would want her on the slide. For sure. I agree. Her performance last week. I agree. I agree completely. So I would put her there. And, you know, you look at Taylor that can just kind of 
she'll make herself available. She'll get up, you know, obviously in rotation six, they'll have to use her behind so they can. Right. And then they're going to play off of her with, um, with Atkinson for sure. So, yeah, I'd keep Molly in the one, put Taylor in the two, so she's in front uh, more of the time, and Molly's on the slide behind. All right, they're going to be paired with Bree King at the sitter position. Looking at Team Dela Cruz, uh, Molly Lohman had kind of a quiet weekend. I didn't, I didn't notice a ton of Molly. She just seemed incredibly steady. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think she, she puts herself in good position. She, she's a good blocker. She's a very good blocker. Um, so she's kind of a, like you said, yeah, she was quiet last weekend, just kind of got the job done. But you, when you pair her with Ali Bastinelli, who is just a, a monster. I mean, she can, she can bang it. She can score. She's physical. I, I like the combination of someone that you can throw the ball to and then Loman can, can be there and available when needed. Yeah, Bastiana, we haven't seen. She was unavailable the weekend before, but she is back. This could be a really dangerous point-scoring team in Team Dela Cruz. You dig the ball, NVA back there led in digs. If yep. I'm remembering correctly, that's Nomaris Velez Agosto, the law firm. And Ebony and... Betania on the pins. I mean, there's your point scoring. Come on, you could really stretch out on a team pretty quickly yeah. in a gym that so far has been difficult to get a kill in. Absolutely, and I, I think that's where you know it doesn't not that it doesn't matter who's passing. You want to get your middles involved, but man, you can kind of just have a two pass and consistent throw that ball up there, and you can you can spread the ball to the pins at any any point. I mean, Ebony's probably not going to come out, you know, at any point, so she's crushing out of the back row as well so do we get any more erica wilson you know ah oh, i i hope so i, I want to yeah. see her she's you know? picked behind deja mcclendon yep. so you presume that it's betania and deja who are going to start and i think there's room for her i think there's there's a place for her you know deja she had the most kills in our preseason erica wilson but hasn't carried any value in the draft that 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 value has not carried over into the draft right and and again you know We'll see what happens and what, what they saw in practice this week as right. well. You know, who's playing well with one another, who's, who's feeling it. I mean, it could, it could be even be a flip when we start because yeah. I think Erica Wilson is really, really good and fast, gets off the floor quick. Um, I like how she plays, so hopefully we see some. Team Lowe will be interesting too because we have Simone Abbott and Aaron Fairs on the outside. So we have a few players that know they're likely to get served. And you have a lot of heat. So between Lowe, Abbott, yep. and Fairs, there's a lot of options for Sitter Taylor Brown. Yeah, I mean, this is a high kill percentage. When you look at Simone Abbott and Carson Lowe, uh, you know, Simone's in that top, top leaderboard, you know, top eight or so in kills per set and total kills. So that's a terminal outside that you know you can count on. Aaron Fairs, we haven't seen. We, we didn't us, get enough Fairs. No, the I, public. I need yeah. some Aaron Fairs. Yeah. I need some Aaron Fairs. But, man, in practice, when we've had a chance to see her, she can, she yeah. can bring it. She can bring the noise. So it's going to be nice, fun to watch. I'm wondering about us uh, at the number, number one pick for Team Lowe, Simone Abbott, Team Abbott. And you, you were looking through the numbers. Yeah. And, and how did our numbers look? Relative to everyone else. Your numbers, you, 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 you yes, the us. royal you, yes, we, yes, yes, the royal we. Uh, your numbers look really good. I mean, she's she played in seven sets, so there were nine total total opportunities yeah. uh, to play last weekend. Two fewer sets than everyone else. Two fewer sets than everyone else, and was still one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in total kills and kills per set. So playing the entire time, playing in nine sets, you know, you imagine you. You increase that by, you know, three, four kills 
a set. So yeah, she's going to be over four, and she'll yeah. be in the territory of Jordan Larson and Bethany De La Cruz. Yeah, so. De La Cruz was almost uh, five kills a set. Jordan was just under four and a half, Correct. four and a quarter, so, or something like that. So I think with, with the production, offensive production, you're going to get a ton out of Abbott, and we'll see how well they handle the ball as a group and how good they are out of system consistently. But I, I, I like Abbott flying in from the back row. She can crush it as well. So lots of options with with all all three pins. What's our best matchup of the weekend, do you think? Looking at the roster. So I thought these teams ended up a lot a, a lot more even than the week before. I felt that Team Purple, Team Sebeldon, was pretty strong even after the draft. And that bore out as they went 3-0. They right. had a couple little hiccups in sets, but they, they went 3-0. and I felt like there was a clear delineation between them and the others. Here, I don't know that I have a favorite necessarily yeah i'm not sure too because you, you start looking at one team and you're like whoa look at all the firepower and then you move to the next one and you think the same same thing um and every team's a little bit different uh, you know i think you're gonna see a ton of heat from de la cruz with ebony and ally and uh of course betty you know you're gonna see just some monster swings but you know, same thing with Edmund, right? right? You look at Edmund and McCage, and, uh, you know, it's so it's hard. I think Team Larson's going to be running a fast offense and going to be pretty quick and, and tough to defend that way. Um, yeah, I, I like the balance. I, I like how everyone drafted. It was a little bit different. Everyone was looking for something different. Um, so the best matchup, that's a, that's a tough one to, to really say right now. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing seeing everyone battle and see who kind of rises and and why. You know, what are the reasons that the teams are playing well? All right, notable stats over on Team Low. I was thinking about blocking, and Corey Crocker led with 10 blocks. Uh-huh. She's on that team. Karsta Lowe had six blocks. She's tied with Gibbemeyer. So you have three of the top four blockers in terms of total blocks are on Team Low. One side. So in the blocking game, that's got to favor the women who will be clad in orange. Well, and you look at that, where, where they are, right? So what's the matchup going to be? Who's, who's blocking on the right? Mm-hmm. One who's attacking on the left? You know, that's going to be a significant thing. And same in the other direction. You know, who's matched up against Ebony on De La Cruz, right? So is she hitting over Ari Cruz in one rotation, uh, you know, against Team Edmund? Or, that's a good point. You know? the, the worst matchup I saw in terms of blocker was Ari Cruz against Sheridan Atkinson. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's significant, right? Yeah. So you have someone that can score, and do you uh, switch block? They're do on the you, same team this you, week. Right, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it was last week that I yeah. saw that, mm-hmm. that she would hit over, and the team realized that and set her five yep. balls over the top of her. And that's it, and you can streak. If, if the matchup, you know, is, is what you want, uh, you can streak over a setter as well. So, you know, depending on who's able to touch some balls there, so... I think a lot's going to depend on how they line up. It's, you know, you're not going to know until, until the first whistle and see if, if teams make adjustments in that way or need to. Yeah, looking at the blue side, Team Edmund has four players from last week. They remain together. That's Leah Edmund, the yeah. captain, Tiffany Clark, the former captain, Taylor Sambothi, and then Key Michael yes. on that team. So you have three starters that were starters last week on the same squad. And just how good was Molly McCage, who adds into this this team, Edmund? McCage was first in attack percentage. She went 30 of 46. Uh-huh. Had just three errors. Yeah. Just three. She hit 590. She had nine <laughs> blocks, which was second. Mm-hmm. That is a ridiculous weekend. It, if McCage continues to play this way, we know Karch Karai is watching. 
Yes, we do. Does she get in the gym? I mean, she should get in the gym. I'm not one for comparing apples to oranges. Uh, A commentator famously said that a couple of guys looked really good at the six-man and should have been on the (laughs) Olympic team. It was the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. (laughs) However... This is a real league. Yeah. There's a pretty decent level here. I think I think McCage, if she puts up that kind of performance the next four weeks, yeah, you'd give her a look, right? You 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 invite her in for a week or I two mean, weeks if Molly was interested. And, and the thing that we're seeing it's it's how how well she's playing at this level against these unbelievable other athletes. And but, obviously, the national team level is higher. But, right. Yeah. Right. But. But you can see, you can see how high she is above the net, how right. fast she is. Um, this is, you know, to a, to a trained eye, she's still an elite middle. She's like, 6'3", she's yeah. long, too. She's long, she's fast, uh, she can get up, she can adjust, she's smart, she has a great serve, and she can play D. I mean, that's significant. As a middle, they have to stay And she in cooks there, a mean right? paella. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but we'll just add it into her resume that's already looking amazing. So, yeah, team, team Molly all the way, but, um, yeah, uh, you know. That's right. I forgot, we'll you, see. I forgot you guys are playing in the middle. We are playing yeah. in the middle. You guys we're, are playing in the middle. We're playing in the middle position right uh, now. You, the fan, need to get in to the Unlimited Club and choose your athlete. You get in there, you choose your athlete, you be a fan. Remember, this is an individual title. We're talking about one person who's going to win the bonus, one person who's going to be declared the champion, one person whose name is going to go in as the champion in the Book of Unlimited in the very – first athletes unlimited volleyball this is not your typical volleyball though we will be going through and enjoying these new teams every single week uh and the point was made this week by somebody else we'll never see these groupings again yeah and yeah. i was looking down I forget which one it was it might be on the, the purple squad it might be on team dela cruz there was one player yeah who had been on the team before right playing with all new people right I have to go and find that in my notes somewhere before tonight. But there's one person who is playing with brand new people, yep. top to bottom. Yep. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting, and and you're going to see who who wants to play with one another. I think I'd like that Team Edmund. They had that energy and that yeah that vibe. So Taylor Sambothi's back. Tiffany Clark's back. Um, Leah Edmund. They're all know. young too. Those three are pretty young. They are. They are, and they feed off of each other. And and you could see that last weekend. Um, so, you know, Team Low, of course, she chose Lauren Gibbmeyer again, Rosada again. She liked playing with her. So, so you're seeing some, some of that. I liked what I had last weekend. I, you know, want to recreate something in certain areas. All right, so our schedule is this. Team Dela Cruz will face Team Low tonight. Team Edmund will face Team Larson in the second match. We'll have Lowe and Larson, so the former teammates on USA, current teammates, and former teammates last weekend on Team Sebeldon will face off with one another in our first match of night number two. And then it will be Dela Cruz versus Edmund. Then Edmund and Lowe, Larson and Dela Cruz to finish out the weekend. That'll be on Monday night. Monday night is going to be on Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2. Saturday evening will be CBS Sports Network and digital. Tonight we're entirely digital. And yes. remember on these digital platforms, you have five different places you can go. You can go to Daily Motion, uh, <laughs> Facebook Live. You can go to YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. I'm going to have to check out Daily Motion because I, I remember it from years ago, but <laughs> I haven't been there in goodness knows how long. But we have five different distribution, and it's worldwide too. So if you're getting this podcast somewhere on the planet, yep. you have access to watching both matches tonight and seeing week two of Athletes Unlimited Volleyball. 
and we're taking park taking place in Fair Park, Fair Park Coliseum here in Dallas, Texas. And the digital ones are going to be fun. Yeah, they'll be different and interesting and different. Some different vantage points. We might be cruising around down low and uh, giving you guys just some different um, points of view, which I think will be fun and engaging. I may or may not be in the left back at some point during play. There's a chance. Yeah. I mean, if anyone would be, it would be you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to make any plays, but no. I might be there. <laughs> hanging out. Just yeah, hanging right out on the, the floor. <laughs> if Tiff Clark runs me over at some point, you know, because I called the ball clearly, <laughs> but she's supposed to be setting. If she elbows me out of the way and it's Naperville on Naperville crime, <laughs> you know, it, uh, that'll be different. That'll certainly be different. You haven't seen Joe Buck take a hit, have you? <laughs> no. He doesn't get down there and get tackled. I just hope uh, Betty De La Cruz isn't coming your way. All right. I'm Kevin. She's Salima. We'll see you all weekend on the tube, television, internet, wherever. <laughs>